On March 19, 2020, COVID-19 forced schools to abruptly close and shift to online and hybrid learning, uprooting the lives of caregivers, students, and all school personnel. This podcast series will center the voices of caregiver students and school staff members as they discuss their online and hybrid learning experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through this podcast series, multiple stakeholders will gain firsthand insight into the various ways caregiver students and school staff members navigated and continue to navigate schooling during a pandemic. The goals of this podcast series are to provide stakeholders firsthand accounts of caregiver students and school staff members' experiences during online and hybrid learning and provide opportunities for stakeholders to better understand caregiver students and school staff members' challenges and triumphs so they can support caregivers, students, and school staff members during the continuing pandemic and beyond. We would like to thank the students, caregivers, and school staff members for taking the time to share their experiences with us. We appreciate you all. My first question to you is, um, in August when school began, was your school total virtual, was it total virtual learning at that point or was it a hybrid? Our school mm -hmm. was virtual for the first few weeks. Okay. And give me your experience with that as it relates with parents, scholars, working on the platform that you were working on and getting students motivated to work. Um, for parent communication or having contact with the parents, it was um, a lot easier than it had been in previous years to contact and speak with parents because we were virtual. A lot of the parents were home, uh, which made that school to home connection um, transition for a new school year a lot easier. However, motivating students was another battle. Um, I think students, I think they were unmotivated from the previous school year. So trying to motivate them to, to work and well actually even work harder than they did the previous year to fill in academic gaps. I, I mean, it was, it was close to impossible, but uh, we just kept trudging along. And finally, you know, actually once we got in, in person, it was a lot better. So let's go back to online really quickly. Okay. Um, was it harder to motivate them to do the work once you were offline with them or was it difficult online and offline? I would say the students were engaged maybe during um, conversations or when it wasn't necessarily a lecture. However, working independently did not happen. If we were not online, they did not work. Okay, so you had a hard time getting homework assignments turned yes. in? And or even in-class assignments. If, if anything was independent and I wasn't watching, um, which a lot of the apps you couldn't necessarily, they weren't live instruction, then it was hard to get them to work or turn in assignments. Okay, and so you said your communication with the parents seemed to go smoothly um, online. Did you ever reach out and communicate with them in any other ways? And if so, what were they? Um, emails and, and phone calls were the other two major avenues, but um, I did talk to a lot of parents virtually, just seeing them walk past the camera or having the students grab them and bring them to the camera. Oh, 
Okay. Let's fast forward a little bit. That was August. We are now in March and we have a little bit less than a month and a half left of school, I believe, yes. for you. And so now you have your students are in class with you every day. Um, what kind of growth have you seen, if any? And how is this different than when school first started? Um, I think they've grown tremendously academically being back um, in school. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot, I'm sorry. What was the rest of your question? Um, and how, how has their growth been? Their growth has been, I'm, I've been proud of the growth that or the achievement that they've made since they've been back. Um, I am able to motivate them so much more being in person versus virtual. Um, and then it's like that, I think just having that close proximity motivates them so much more because they can, I mean, just human nature, you know, mm -hmm. having that relationship, I guess, in person mm -hmm. helps them so much more to, to work hard because they, you know, they want to be successful. So in, in person, you know, they don't have any escapes that they can run to or do. <laughs> so it's... Okay. <laughs> okay. And as it relates to your administration, um, either here in the building where you are or um, the administration for your district, um, how were you supported as an educator? One, beginning in August, and then you can like bring us up to this point. Okay. Um I am not necessarily the happiest with the, the way that the district supported us. I think technology-wise, they always offered, um, I guess, a lot of support, like once we were back in school. Um, but for myself, I think I needed trainings, like I could have done trainings maybe over the summer or at the beginning of the school year to kind of get me more acclimated to the technology that I needed to use to continue to teach virtually. I understand that during the pandemic, it was different to, um, I mean, nobody knew what was going on. So to try to prepare us, you know, was difficult. So we were transitioning into e-learning, but you know, the amount of skill required and the knowledge required in, in order to successfully um, teach virtually, I don't personally feel equipped. Um, and so I, I just felt like the district sh could have done more to equip us as teachers to even start another school year virtually. Okay, last question, thank you so much. Um, we're gonna put you in a perfect world, in a perfect place Okay. as an educator, what would, what would be your perfect world with um, the pandemic and um, being hybrid, being in person, all the, the back and forth. And like you said, you wasn't feeling real comfortable with all the electronics, but what would be a perfect world for you as an educator? I think a perfect world would be able to merge the amount of technology necessary to be a successful citizen in 2021, along with um, just some of the traditional teaching styles and teaching methods that, you know, would help our learners the best um, because they are visual learners. They're very tactile. However, I know technology 
that's the direction that we're going in, but there there has to be balance, I think, in both worlds for the students to be successful. So I would just like to see more balance. This resource was brought to you by the Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center. To find out about other Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center resources, visit our website at www.greatlakesequity.org. To subscribe to our publications, click on the subscribe to our publications link located on the Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center website. The Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center, a project of the Great Lakes Equity Center, is funded by the United States Department of Education to provide technical assistance, resources, and professional learning opportunities related to equity, civil rights, and systemic school reform throughout our 13-state region. The contents of this presentation were developed under a grant from the U.S. Department of Education. However, these contents do not necessarily represent the policy of the U.S. Department of Education, and you should not assume endorsement by the federal government. This product and its contents are provided to educators, local and state education agencies, and or non-commercial entities for educational training purposes only. No part of this recording may be reproduced or utilized in any form or in any means, electronic or mechanical, including recording or by an, any information storage and retrieval system without permission in writing from the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center. Finally, the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center would like to thank the Indiana University School of Education Indianapolis at IEPY, as well as Executive Director Dr. Catherine Kintorius, Director of Operations Dr. Sina Skelton, and Associate Director Dr. Tiffany Kaiser for their leadership and guidance in the development of all tools and resources to support the region. Thank you.